Hey everybody, it's just Sean. This is part two of the two-part series we did with Brody Utley of Rivers and Isle. Welcome back to Metal Beer and Bullshit. Grab a beer, grab a seat, and enjoy some metal, beer, and steaming piles of bullshit. That's why, like, when when a lot of like um, you know bands like end up separating or whatever, and, and people are like really frustrated about like why you know band members don't really seem to talk to each other anymore. It's like you got to think like in the time that like a lot of these bands are together, like they're getting like an entire lifetime's worth of experience in you know with one another because of all the shit that they yeah. go through as a band. You know, like whereas like dude i mean like i've been with my girlfriend for for almost 10 years and like i've definitely like like been i've definitely like been through like more like i guess like just insane experiences like through the band you know like two lifetimes worth you right. know what i mean so and you, and you probably spent more time with the band i mean than your girlfriend in the last 10 years i mean in the last definitely in the last like 5 years i would say i mean and it's like which is dude which is why like like I said, I used to like have, I used to be like a real loud mouth about like, oh, this dude, you know, he, he gave up or this guy's wife told him like, I would like, you know, I would think that like someone was getting like Yoko Ono'd or whatever, right. you know, and like, dude, it's just like, I can't like get mad about that shit anymore. Cause like now having seen, you know, having seen it, you know, from the ground up basically, like it, it is like a very crazy, it's just a crazy lifestyle and it's definitely not for, for everybody, dude. And like. I don't know. Like I said, the older you get, like the more, you know, I don't know, the more you value like things that you didn't when you were younger, like, like comfort and health and food and yeah. sleep, dude. Like I get so nasty when I don't eat. Like, oh, I mean, me and like when I, if I'm, if I'm like running on no sleep, I'm just like impossible to be around. And like, guess what? I have to be around five dudes in my band. So it's like, we're all dealing with yeah. each other's issues. And like, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. And that's going back to what you said. Like, that's the stuff that people don't, you know, think about, you know, they just, see the record they see the tour and they're like man that band you know that that band uh you know must just be like living it up out there like just having a great time playing killer shows which is all true you know like the you know at the end of the day like playing music is like what it's all about and like do the shows make up for all the shit throughout abs- the day I absolutely mean, does tend to, like yeah absolutely that's the that's the like the payoff is like you know no matter what happens you get to like go on stage for half hour hour whatever and just like do you know do that stage is yours for for that time it's nobody else's and you can do whatever you want you know and like that that's that that's still to me is definitely the payoff that's what i like playing guitar at the end of the day like that's that's still why i do it so i mean even though like there is all the crazy shit that happens like it i would say it's it's still worth it um i don't know you have to check back when i'm you know, over 30, I guess. I mean, I mean especially now, I mean, I mean, Rouse, know, know My Name, has taken off so much, and now it seems like you have to push even harder yeah. to put, you know, to support that album. I mean, I don't know if the, no, if the label's behind that or if it's just you guys, but, I mean, it seems like now more than ever you have to push that's, and, yeah, and tour constantly yeah. you know, behind it. And that's the thing that, and, and that's the thing that, like, I never thought about when I first started was that, like, man, if, like, if I could just release a, 
a record that like you know was like a record that people would like you know really enjoy you know that it would be like a success you know i thought that was the i thought that was like it but like i never realized that like dude once you like release a record that people like really care about like that's when the work really starts like it's kind of like when we were like like when we were like um just doing diy tours and uh playing local shows like like i thought that like you know once we got signed that was like yeah we got signed you know like dude like that's when the work started and then again like once you if you release a record that like you know connects with people like dude the the expectation for you to like take that to like to australia or to mexico like wherever you know like that there's like pressures on then you know i mean would you say now it's more a matter of back when it was diy it was you were keeping yourselves happy now you got a record label you got to keep happy i mean these are people that you know kind of backed you and signed you and dude i mean if i'm gonna be completely honest like i i think and maybe it's like unique with metal blade or 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 whatever but like we've never felt any pressure from them like any of the pressure that we felt has either been like self-induced or like through like our management being like, you know, like you, this would be a good thing for you guys to do. Like the label, truthfully, like the, the record label, like model in like 2019, it's definitely, I definitely think that it's not, you know, what people think it is. It's like, like we don't, like we don't, they'll like make suggestions like, Hey, you know, like maybe this song would be a good single or this would be a good one to do a music video for. What do you think? But it's always like that. It's always like, what do you think? It's never like, you guys really need to do this thing. Um, but you know, like I ha- at the same time, I have heard stories from bands that like have been inactive for a while and like, um, you know, labels have put pressure on them to tour, you know, like you got to get out there and tour or else we're going to drop you. So like, you know, I haven't heard anything like that recently, but like, I would say in my experience, like, um, any of the pressure that we've had as a band in that sense has been kind of like self-induced or like through the management, the labels always just been kind of like, a, you know, a, I guess like a support system in the background, you know, yeah, like, Metal I mean, blade and Slag will have to be a, a pretty good support yeah. system. I would think. Cause I mean, he's been involved in that scene since the beginning. Really? He's one of the first metal record. Labels. Yeah. He, I mean, he's like, it's cr- like <coughs> him, um, Brian Slagle and, uh, Mike Faley are like, you know, the two top dogs at, uh, at metal blade. And like, they, uh, they they don't really like handle a lot of the day to day stuff. Like I think they're like more like big picture guys. Um, so like a lot of the people that we end up working with are like more of like a, like a younger team, like fresh. Like well, one of them is uh is Ryan Williams. He he used to play bass for the Black Dahlia Murder. Hmm. Um, he now works at Metal Blade. So like it, there's like a younger crew there that like that's who we usually interface with. But like every now and then, Slagle or Faley will come to a, a show. Like Brian Slagle came out to our uh, we recently did two sold out nights at St Vitus in Brooklyn. And Slega was at the second or the first night, um, and like I didn't actually get to talk to him because I was loading out. But Biggs, our bass player, got to talk to him after the show, and like he was just like super excited. I'd, and, I'd like, probably awesome. I'd probably just be like, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely get that way around him. Like I came down in like the back room and I saw Biggs talking to Slega, and I was just like, and I just like <laughs> left. You know, like I like I'm real bad at like intros and stuff. Like I just like kind of like to stay quiet in the backgrounds um in the background but like dude yeah like whenever those guys come out though it's always very it's very cool um and like you know obviously a huge piece of metal history there um but yeah like i don't know the label the label the whole label being this like evil eye in the sky sort of thing is is definitely like 
um, I would say that's like, it's like an old stereotype. Like I've never experienced that at all. Interesting for you though. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this story or not. Metal Blade was actually going to be called Metallica. Really? No, yep. Yep. Uh, Lars and Brian were really good friends. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, he said, oh, I'm going to start this record label. And he gave Lars this sheet of paper with all these different names on it. And one of those names on there was Metallica. And <clears throat> Lars was like, no, 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 this Metal Blade, it sounds more... And he <laughs> Took it for himself. Yeah, he kept that Metallica name Put, in the back of his... Go figure. Close call. But sued Napster. <clears throat> Dude. <laughs> I wonder, like, how much, like, Metallica as, like, a, as an entity, like, I, I sometimes wonder if stuff, like, if, like, one, like, small thing had changed, like, how it would have affected, like, that band's career and, like, the genre as a whole. Like, right. like what if they weren't called Metallica? Would they still be, like, this huge band? Like, would, yeah. Met, right. like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I asked, I asked that about a lot of things with that band of a, like, what if the, 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 the question that everybody asks, what if Cliff would have lived? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, would, would Metallica have gone to the black album? Would yeah. they have made load reload? Would Cliff still be in the band? Yeah. So dude, you know, I'm, I'm like, man, like not to like go, go off on like a Metallica thing here, but like I've had, I've had so many like close friends that like, like get into like the load reload like post black album era Metallica basically like dude no man like believe it or not you really need to check it out dude I cannot yeah. get into if you, it if you take both those albums put them together and take the good songs from, from both <laughs> my fucking Italian and me got real angry there yeah you take the good songs from both those albums and put them on one album you have a great album yeah but you have to swim yeah. through all that shit well here's my whole thing with it is a I don't like the black album. Because between Justice and the Black Album, Hetfield started having throat problems, and he went to a throat, you know, a voice coach, yeah. who taught him how to sing, sing. quote yeah. unquote, yeah. which I think completely fucked up Metallica. And I don't like the Black Album, but Load and Reload, as themselves, if they were not Metallica albums, I would like them better. I do like. I I will listen to Load you and like Reload it better than the Black Album. Yes, I do. Okay, interesting. But I like them separately. I don't actually consider them metallic albums. Gotcha. I know that sounds weird to say. No, no, I understand. And then I didn't like Saint Anger. I don't like. I don't like anything after that. Yeah, I I didn't like Saint Anger. I did like Death Magnetic and Hardwire. I really liked. Yeah, Hardwire. So, they definitely returned. It was like a return to form in, yeah, in yeah. certain respects. But like, dude, like <clears throat> one of the like, I, I know I said I wouldn't go off on a Metallica thing here, but I'm definitely doing it. Like. <laughs> Dude, I was like talking to I was talking to somebody recently about about this and like I think it's so crazy that and you can like you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but like I'm pretty sure Metallica never toured with Pantera, right? No. No, they only did like okay. festivals and, and stuff like that. And I think and this might be like just like this might be like me just like really digging, but like I think that Metallica might have been a little nervous about Pantera. I think oh, yeah. so too. I think so too. Like, dude, can you can you imagine being Metallica when fucking Far Beyond Driven yeah, came out? Yeah, right. you, you hear and, that? Like, do you, and like I've seen videos of Pantera and I've heard the board audio. They were fucking sick. Yeah. They were so heavy, so tight. Like, I I bet Metallica was like terrified. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they yeah, never took them out. Yeah. My honest opinion is the reason why we haven't seen any more big four shows. Is because you Slayer, Anthrax, Megadeth, Metallica doesn't have it anymore for them. So Dude. and to, to stand there above them and you know and and I asked 
recently, uh, friends of a uh, friend of ours, you know, we were talking about this, and I said, uh, why is it Metallica always takes out like Avenged Sevenfold? Yeah, and you know these newer bands, <clears throat> and he, he basically looked at me and goes, think about it, you could sell out places faster with your kid who's into you know Avenged yeah. Sevenfold, and you want to see Metallica. I was like, I mean, right? That, that's kind of like the whole Volbeat with Slipknot and Gojira yeah. and yeah. Behemoth. You yeah, know, but that one didn't go off that well for them. Apparently that. Yeah, which, Volby, you either like them or you hate them, and and that's I don't dislike them. I mean, I'll see them, but like it, it's all context. Like, yeah, when yeah. you're you're going to see Slipknot because you're on Behemoth, and then Volbeat's thrown in there, it's like, eh, you know, like yeah. I don't know, like I'm not in that mood, you know. Yeah, I, I like a few Volbeat songs, but I I honestly can't say. Yeah, yeah, I like Volbeat. Yeah, so I think I think <clears throat> concerning the touring thing that you were talking about with like. Avenge Sevenfolds, Metallica bringing out Avenge Sevenfold and stuff. I think that, I think that the other thing that you know you need to consider that people need to consider is like the whole like gateway band uh, theory, which is like Metallica. They're like you know they're like they've been around for a while. They're getting up there. Like, what's is it going to be more beneficial for them to like bring Avenge Sevenfold out, whose like fans are like young kids who right. are just getting yeah. into the genre, or like. Exodus, who's gonna have like a bunch of like cross arms, like super pissed, like Us. Dude, yeah. yeah, like yeah, dudes yeah. in the con, like you know what I mean. Like, I would, I would kill to see Metallica take somebody like an Overkill and Exodus. It, it would but be cool. I, I get, I get where they're going. Dude, with that. like they're they're at the point where they're just looking. At, I mean, they they're just looking, they're looking at, at, at dollar it's a business model, dude. Right. Yeah. Like, and that's what it is for them at this point. And like, dude, like they're definitely you know they, that whole dude. Like, honestly, like I I, I don't know. This is weird. Like. Bands like Five Finger Death Punch and stuff, like, you know, like, while, yeah, I don't like their music, and, like, you know, they're, like, it's pretty, like, easy to, like, rip on them, like, I'll never, like, say that I don't appreciate bands like that, because they're, those are the bands that are bringing, like, the new crop of kids into this scene, and mm -hmm. they might eventually get into my band. Right, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, like, I try to, like, remember stuff no, like and that. Not, and not might. Like, there's a percentage of them dudes that mm -hmm. will. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was... Metallica was a gateway band for us. Like, I, can, I, I can honestly say I know 10 bands I could name off the top of my head I got into by seeing Metallica wear their shirts. Yes. Or, yeah, yeah, or yeah, in their absolutely. thanks. Yeah. Right, in their yeah. thanks. I Oh, my God. I going back to the holding the package of your CD, that, that thanks list, it's not really in a lot of CDs anymore. Man, you could, especially old thrash ones, you pull that out, there's 25 bands. On You're there. fucking yeah. right, dude. I would sit there with and, a, and write it down mm -hmm. and uh, go to the at the yep. Record Revolution and try and find yep. their tapes, you know? Yep. like, Dude, I think that, I actually think that the, the way that I discovered Metallica was through Guns N' Roses because I saw Duff McKagan wearing a Metallica shirt. Same thing. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. just like seeing dudes. I mean, I, Guns N' Roses in, in their heyday on the Appetite album, I remember them talking so much about this... Um, uh, uh, tattoo rose rose tattoo band yeah and i i hunted high and low because here's guns and roses saying they're a big influence yeah that was a long overdue oh god i got kicked in the ass on that one it yeah. sucked but yeah it was that, that was the fun of those days is you found those bands that way dude yeah i like i kind of like i'll say that like i started getting i started on my like independent musical journey like kind of right around like the turning point with like the internet, like very early, like internet, like that's when I started getting into metal. So like, uh, I don't know, just like I was, I guess I was kind of at the tail end of that area where like, I would still like, I would still read magazines and see Same. like dudes from bands wearing shirts and I would go check them out. 
you know what I mean? So like that was still like a thing that I did, but like I feel like I feel like nowadays, I mean, I can't even imagine, dude. Like I mean, when I was in high school, like I mean, smartphones like came came, came out the yeah. next year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like I don't even remember kids having <clears throat> smartphones in school. Like I can't imagine what school is like now. It sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, right. You I, know, <laughs> I just remember like finding bands on MySpace. All My the space. time, and like, yep. yeah, you know, that's how Birdie and yep. I met. Yeah, like, Black Label Society. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. But, I, uh, yeah, I missed a lot of that. I kind of like, I got annoyed because I was big into death metal, like when it first started. Like yeah. we were going to mm-hmm. see shit up at Lemoore in Brooklyn and like Deicide in their first tour, you know, yeah, shit like that. And then it all fucking sounded the same to me, so I just stopped. Like I didn't listen to anything <clears throat> new for a long time, and then I got back into, you know, I moved back into the area and 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 Juan and. John and I all started hanging out again and I started listening to more shit that I didn't realize was there and I hit band camp and dude my fucking mind's been blown ever since like I can't it's not like it was like you would get an album and you would listen to that album 10 times there's fucking eight new bands coming out tomorrow on band camp that I'm getting shit in my email for and it's like fuck you know dude you gotta think too like I mean like now with like it seems like shit comes out every day like you gotta think that like that shit was kind of always happening. You just like didn't necessarily right. know about it. Yeah. So like, you know, yeah. you had to dig, but like, I don't know. I do feel lucky in certain regards that like I was around, um, like I got into metal, like when it was kind of like the birth of the internet. Like I had, I had like this friend, Pat bones. Um, and he probably doesn't even know it, but like that dude is like probably like single handedly responsible for like why I do what I do now. Um, like he was real early into like, um, you know, downloading music illegally and movies illegally. And like when we were like 14, I'd come over to his house and be like, yo, you got to check this this movie out. I downloaded Kill Bill. And then we would yeah. go backwards in like Tarantino's, you know, fil- like all of his films, you know, before then. Same thing with like David Lynch. Same thing. He would, And he would like hand me like mixtapes of like, oh, here's like a power metal mixtape. Here's like a death metal mixtape. Here's Nevermore. Like, dude, like, without, <laughs> wow. dude, like, if I hadn't gotten into Nevermore through that guy, like, I probably wouldn't play guitar because Jeff Loomis was like, he was like, thank you. The dude. That's one of his <laughs> favorite bands, yeah. too. Uh, well, dude, I mean, Nevermore, I, I'm one of those guys that, like, I liked Warl Dane's voice. Like, a lot, yeah, of, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people hate that guy's voice. Oh. And, like, you know, uh, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, like, I have, dude, without I have that an interest, interesting story about. Okay, him, yeah, so, yeah, dude. Without Nevermore and without that dude in my life, Pat Bones, like I definitely like probably would not have gotten into metal the way I did. Two things in there. That was like the era where I remember trading like Memorex burn CDs of albums with yeah, like I still have all yeah say and like my, I have CD books of like a lot of people have records and like yep. you know physical albums. I have like a shit ton of books of like CDs that Brian and I would burn and like hand back and forth. And like, I'm sure we did. Yeah. One of my teachers in school also, since I'm opening a beer, Pat Bones dad is hands down one of the best bartenders in the world. <laughs> Dude, he better be. He's like, been in it he, for I, so long. Yeah. He's like, I go We're see him all bit, the time. Yeah. All the time. Dude. Yeah. Pat Bones took me <laughs> to his dad, drove us to Ozfest 2005 where we saw Mastodon shadows fall in flames Oh, that was a great one. Uh, who what else, else was, was there? Uh, was that the one at Lamb of God, Let, Slipknot, and that uh, was two thousand four? Four, okay. Yeah. Um, but dude, like those, uh, those. Oh, that was the year that Demu, Judas Priest. That was two thousand four. Also, was it? Oh five. Oh five was. Uh, oh five was Sabbath. Um, oh four was the year that uh, Rob Halford sang for Sabbath. Okay. Then. Ooh, how was that? Uh, was awesome. I, I wasn't there for that, but I was. my friend was. He said it was sick. It was. Um, it, it was. It was scary. It was funny because everybody's like leaving. Like there's like like a bomb threat just went off, 
and like the true metalhead yeah. stage because yeah. you knew you were seeing a piece of right. metal history right there. 2005 was crazy because like Killswitch Engage just tore apart the parking lot. Yeah, was- and like Rob Zombie's show was incredible. Okay, dude, I just remember. Yeah, I I I think I saw my. My first uh, pair of boobs at uh, at Ozfest yeah. 2005. Like I saw this, I saw a woman like show her boobs, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "They they're allowed to do that? Like this this is this is so offensive!" Like I was like 13, yeah, you know. And uh, dude, I I remember sweating my ass off in that parking lot, scared because I was yeah, I was right. like, still a kid, and like I was like, you know, I don't know. I I think it was this like. Being small was part of it, but I just remember when I was a kid being at shows, just getting crushed, like, and just yeah. not being able to breathe. Like, I never experienced that now, so that's why I think it's like a kid, you know, me being small kind of thing. But dude, I remember being like actually scared. Like, I, I think I smoked weed for the first time <laughs> at Ozfest 2005. Yeah. There was some just some shithead in the pit. He was like, oh, some and, yeah, I, right. and I was like, yeah, I guess. And we, like, yeah, <laughs> we were both like tall, lengthy, awkward kids too. Yeah, so like, there was also that. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, dude, I actually like was going through some photo albums at my parents' house a couple weeks ago, and like, dude, I, I weighed two hundred pounds now. I weighed one hundred and fifty pounds <laughs> yeah. when I graduated from high school, dude. I like how dude, tall are you? Uh, six one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I just did a we we got metal vest now, and mm-hmm. I found my old metal like jacket from my oh, high God. school. It yeah. was ninety three. Yeah. All so, poison patches. Uh, no, it was, it, actually, no, it was a lot of Metallica patches. Nice. But in the inside pocket, you know, this is way before the internet, yeah. I had a little thing that you, uh, if you went to fill out a job application, you had your references and your phone numbers and all that kind of stuff, and it had my height, six foot, and my weight, 150. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, dude. look at me at 150. Dude, I, dude, I, like, I mean, I don't think I would want to weigh 150 again, but I could probably, like, lose, like, 20, 25 pounds and feel pretty good about myself. But, dude, like, I, like, seeing myself in high school, man, I just, like, Nope. So I, dude, that's yeah, like dude, why I grew I, the beard out because my face got I, all round. So like now I have to grow a beard to make it look like I have a jaw. I, don't, <laughs> I just I had, tried to delete all those photos. Yeah. Like, ugh, I hate it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Friend of mine posted my my high school yearbook picture. And uh, I had a mullet. I had a little dirt mustache. Yeah. And you sick. knew but, me at this time. But yeah. back then that was the shit. Yeah. Like hell yeah. I was wearing a sweater. <laughs> oh god. I'm like. Please don't post that on Facebook. Yeah. Dude, that, those are the best. I just, all I could grow was like a soul patch and like this <laughs> shitty like ball afro <laughs> under, un, under my chin. Like no connecting hair, just like soul patch and then like ball fro. <laughs> and like uh, there's pictures of me in my senior yearbook where I'm just like trying to look all tough as fuck. Like just like with my fucking, I think I had a <laughs> shitty mustache too. And like, dude, just like. Looking, looking back at that, I'm just like, man, I'll probably beat you up if I saw you now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, before we get into ball hair, yeah. uh, what are we drinking here? It's Trooper Sun and Steel. It's a sake lager from Iron Maiden. I liked it. Sorry, right. it, it was wasn't like I don't beer. know that I'd say fucking tasted sake in it. Or, but it was now I beer. Yeah, never had sake. No, nah, me either. But it's cool. It's Iron Maiden beer, mm. so I mean, it's all right. It just it tastes like a light lager. It's yeah. kind of like the. Uh, it reminds me of Stone's Enter Night. It's like yeah. Metallica's signature Pilsner beer, Ugh. and that's, yeah, that sucks ass. But I mean, you got to also remember, like when Metallica was growing up, that was the kind of shit they were drinking in the garage. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, but don't you expect more from Stone? Do you know what I mean? Even coming, like I've heard- honestly since Greg, Greg the CEO, like left the company. Not really. Oh, dude. so like. I- it- 
And he right. he took the arrogant bastard brand like with him. Oh right, forgot so about he's that. He's the yeah. one who did that. Yeah. Oh, are right. they still? Is, is arrogant bastard still a separate company? Do they still, yes. Are they still making beers and stuff? Yeah. Okay, dude. We went out to the. Um, I think it was in San Diego, or it was is it San Diego where the yeah. main stone is? Escondido, or Dude, whatever. yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like we, oh, Wales, Virginia. We, we, <laughs> we, we ended up going to Stones and, and uh, Ballast Point in the same day. Yeah. Um. But dude, like that main stone location is incredible. It's like a castle, dude. I went there with like Jared and my friend Justin, and like I'm pretty sure I spent like two hundred dollars. Like I bought all this merch. I bought so much merch. Dude, I, I bought like a hat. I bought like was... a shirt, a hoodie. I bought Caroline, who like doesn't even like beer. I was like, here, got you some stuff because I was like all buzzed and like you know shout out the cash. Was, yeah, exactly. Was that the day you told everyone you're in Slipknot? Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that I was, remember seeing that. Yeah, that was that was uh that was man, when was that? That was probably like 2013, maybe. Yeah, that was a very stupid time. Yeah, I thought it was funny to tell. I was, when I got drunk, I thought it was funny to tell people that um we were Slipknot, but like we didn't have our masks on, so like they wouldn't recognize us. It never worked, but like I would try to like get like free drinks out of it, you know, nice. like hey, yeah, it's uh, it's on the uh, on a Sony Rights Entertainment tab. Uh, never, never, never worked. panned out. No, for you. hell no. no. It was worth a shot though. It's a solid try. Yeah. You see this laminate? Yeah, you see this laminate? Yeah. Clearly, I'm in Slipknot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a video of um, the dudes in Every Time I Die. Like they had a, a series called like Shit Happens. And it was just them drunk, like, after shows, like, doing stupid stuff, whether it was, like, gas station trips or whatever. But they found, like, a after party for, um, like, one of the TV shows, like, America's Got Talent or whatever it was at the time. But there's a clip of them walking through this party, like, dressed like degenerates like we would at this, like, fancy after party. <laughs> and they're, like, walking up to security, flashing, and it, like, stops. It's, like, irrelevant tour pass. Like at security, security's letting them in because they think that they're like the backing band or whatever, and it's just them making fools out of themselves like a rock or wood. At like, <laughs> oh, it's great. Dude, yeah. That's like, dude, I bet you, I bet you, like bands that were actually on that tour though got in a lot of trouble that night because that actually happened to us one time. Some dude like made a fake tour pass. Oh my god! And then like said that like we gave it to him, but like we didn't even know who this person was, and we almost got thrown off of the tour for Jesus. it. Jesus. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> Holy shit. So if you ever if you ever uh if you ever have beef with a band and you want to see them get thrown off a tour, uh go to their show with a fake laminate and say that that band gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, that was that was stupid. So, but that's funny. Dude, yeah. every time I die is another band that like like Oddly, like, I guess, like, I never would have expected them to, like, be one of the bands from back then that, like, was still around and still doing right. stuff. Like, dude, like, I I don't honestly, like, even know what they sound like. I, I just I just recently got into them. Really? Yeah, I know they're cool. Like, I, I mean, like, I've heard, like, I've seen studio updates because, yeah. like, they rec I think they've recorded some records with Will Putney. And, uh, I, I've like, everything I've heard sounds cool. I've just never actually checked them out. But, like, they're... They're huge. They're like bigger now than they've ever been, yeah. and like they, they uh, gateway for me from the the damn things. Yeah, yeah. and you know, with Scotty M being such a yeah. you know um, influence on my life, hmm, let me check this band out. And yeah, they're they're not bad. I like the damn things better though. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they've been around since like I mean the new early, wave of American heavy metal, yeah, basically early two thousands. Yeah, dude, I feel like honestly, like I feel like that the fact that like I mean you know me and Mike got to grow up in that era. Like, and not in, like, say, like, I don't know, like, 
the late nineties for metal. Yeah. Like that like yeah. I feel super lucky that like we got to like grow up with bands like Lamb of God and Slipknot and and Shadows Fall and Mastodon, you know, yeah. like um like even dude, even Biggs, our our bass player, he's just like three or four years older than me and like he was like in his prime like during the new metal era so like right. it even just those couple of years it made like a huge, huge difference, difference. Yeah. like you know like he still likes all the new wave of american heavy metal stuff but like dude he was like like static x was like one of his favorite yeah. bands like they're definitely not one of my favorite right. bands yeah. like you know but i feel lucky that we got to grow up you know with bands like chimera and all that stuff yeah. you know like it was a cool time where you were saying about that with the late 90s a lot of there was a lot of good metal but you had to find it yeah and, exactly yeah. and the thing the thing that sucked about it was it was pre-internet so yeah. you know I, I mean sinister put out a lot of really good albums in the late 90s absolutely um, dismember you know there's a, a sh- just a a pile of good death metal back there. And I know there's a lot of people that go, oh, the late nineties, even the death metal sucked. I'm like, no, what Nevermore's year, first album. What year was gateways uh, from morbid angel from? Was that 99 mm, gateways? Holy shit. Gateways was, I think was a little bit earlier than that. Was it earlier? Maybe. I still love, I still love that record. That's one of my favorite morbid angel records. I don't your, know. I'm your a- first album really when the first time I heard your first album yeah. was the equivalent of me hearing Alters of Madness the first time. That makes I, that makes sense because John, he wrote a lot of the stuff on that yeah, record and he's really a huge an Morbid Angel guy. And now if you listen to Outer uh, Heaven, very, okay. very Morbid yeah, Angel. Yeah. Like I mean, he, I, he wrote that song Soil and Seed, which is just like where the slime live worship. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not I, rem- I remember Frank bringing that over to my house and it was me and my <laughs> wife and we sat and listened to your first album and I went, wow, it, it, Metal just picked up, and I went. <laughs> this reminds me so much of the first time of Morbid Angel, and Frank was like, "Really?" And I hear I gave Frank a couple songs, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I hear it now." <laughs> so that's funny. You had to show Frank Morbid Angel. <laughs> yeah, right. He knew Morbid Angel. But it was just one of those things that he wasn't. That was not I know. even on his. He radar. he was he was like you know doing anthrophobia and yeah. yeah. Frank's probably exposed to more different types of music yeah. than all of us combined. But, and all that's the in time. one week. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, talk about another dude that like just pushed us. Yeah. As young kids, like. Yep. He booked us all the time. Yeah. I mean. Dude, Frank, like, you're right about Frank, though, man. Like, dude, if there's one thing I can say about him is that, like, he's always talking about some band that I've never heard right. of. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, Spit Slammer from 94. <laughs> like, dude, he knows everyone. Every, every band. Every, yep, like, and he knows somebody in that. In every yeah, band. exactly. And then, he's like, fr- that, and then he's, like, friends with, like, Iggy Pop and Bam Margera. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, dude, that dude is, like, so connected to the scene and, like, just, like, And not pretentious connected. at all. No. No, no. Dude, I mean, I see, like, dude, my girlfriend sees him at Giant and sometimes I'll see him at Giant, but, like, we run him to, into him at the grocery store all the time. He's always on his phone, like, yeah. oh doing God. something. But, like, dude, just, like, seeing, seeing him, man, like, he... He's like one of my favorite people to run into. Oh, absolutely. I heard. Does he still work at Young Ones? Like, uh, uh, like he's, occasionally, he's kind of involved in it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Here and there. He was there uh, for Record Store Day. I was in and out, and he was. He had an audience, you know, around yeah, him, nice. of course. Dude, corralling people. Young Ones is very sick. I, uh, I ever since my parents got me, they got me a turntable a couple years ago for Christmas, and uh, I've been wasting all your been wasting ex- money been extra wasting, money there wasting money it's like i have this on cd i have streaming why do i need a record dude you know what sucks though i don't know if i don't know if any of you guys are like king crimson fans or not yes no, but like no, no. Think... king crimson had a similar thing to tool with like the streaming thing like they didn't have any other shit on spotify yeah. right so like 
I got a gift card. My girlfriend got me a gift card to uh, the the Record Connection in Ephrata. And, uh, yeah. And uh, I, like, went there and I was like, I want to get a bunch of King Crimson shit. Should I get CD since I can't listen to their stuff streaming so I could just listen to my car on CD? Or should I get vinyl because, like, having vinyl is, is fun? And, like, I decided to go with CDs because I couldn't stream it. Yeah. So I spent, like, $80 on King Crimson's entire discography. Three days later, they announced that their shit was going on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> I was so fucking angry. I was I, like, that, I mean, Tool did the same thing. Exactly. It's the same thing. I did. I bought the, I bought, um, I, well, I didn't buy them. I, uh, I had the records and then like I finally put them on my phone yeah. so, so I could listen to them like two weeks before they put their shit on Spotify. And Maynard like made it a big joke, but it was just... Yeah, on Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah, he's... I, I enjoy listening to... I, I don't know. Personally, I wish they would talk a little bit more about music, but like that's that guy's whole life. So like I'm yeah. sure he doesn't want to talk about it, but like exactly. they, they just end up talking about like wine and stuff, which is cool. But yeah, really he, makes a, he makes really good wine. Yeah, I don't know like, shit about wine. It. Yeah. It's either wine or jujitsu. Those are the two things. I yeah, think well, both things that I have DMT. no. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a Tool fan, but um, I understand that they're from their the album that they just put out to their previous one was like a ten year window or something yeah. like that. And you know, talking going back to the beginning of the show here with the Slayer uh, farewell, Gary Holt's finally going back to Exodus. Now yeah. I've been waiting six years yeah. for yeah. an Exodus album. God damn it! That better be the greatest goddamn yeah. album ever, dude. Yeah, I, I bet. I, I feel like a Tool fan. I I bet it'll be. I bet that will be really sick though, because like he's been touring with Slayer that whole time. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he's just been like cooking up sick oh, yeah. ass oh, yeah. riffs. Yeah, because yeah, he ain't writing shit for Slayer. So yeah, he, yeah. all he's doing is playing the fucking automatically playing the same shit every fucking yeah. night. You know, he he did. I think he did a solo or two on Repentless, but whatever. That's I don't yeah. know, dude. I, like, like I said, we. I seen him in in Reading with Behemoth, Anthrax, and Testament. That was amazing. It was a great show. We went up to see him there with fucking Primus and Ministry. Wow! Which I'm not a Primus fan. It was cool. I, I got into their hits. Yeah. Ministry, I do dig. Ugh. And then, but Phil Anselmo opened up and they did a Pantera set, and we got there late. We caught was it like Phil and the Illegals. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they did a full Pantera set. And yeah. We got there for like I forget what the last two songs he played was, but it was really good. But dude, I like. I I like keep because Phil is like still pretty connected to the underground. Yeah, like he is. I'll, I I like have friends in bands like young younger bands like that Phil like comes out and sees like I'm, yeah. you know that uh, there's this band full of hell mm-hmm. they're from mm-hmm. I think they're from PA yeah um, but we used to play shows with them a bunch and and like I, I've definitely seen like pictures of like like Max Cavalera and like Phil and Samuel at their yeah. shows like just like I always like part part of me like wonders like if if like if I ever see him at a show, like yeah, one of right. our shows, like I don't think he would ever come out to see us. Cause like, I feel like we're not really in the vein of like that noisier sludgy stuff that he mm-hmm. likes. But like, dude, if like he were ever at a show that like I were playing, like what kind of like how I would react to that. Yeah, right. Like well, he, that dude's like royalty. He's, he's I mean, like, yeah. I can, he's one of those dudes like Danny Lilker and, and Phil and Selmo, like they're yeah, and but, King from deceased, you know, I, those dudes are like royalty. Yeah. Cause I mean, they're involved in everything and it's all underground shit, but we, interviewed John Jarvis, you know, the bass player. Yeah, for yeah, Pig. yeah. And hearing him talk about Phil Anselmo, yeah. it was like his eyes lit up, dude, and it was like, yeah. he's like, oh, I was at Phil's house. Yeah. I was like, and he was like so excited. It was fucking cool, you know, just. Yeah. His brother, dude, his brother Adam, who who uh, is also in Misery and Next. Oh, yes. He plays drums in, I think, Scour, in, in Scour now. Yeah. 
Yeah, so like there's two Jarvis brothers that are like. Well, he's a cousin. He's oh, a, they're yeah, cousins. Adam's okay. his cousin. Cousin, yeah. sorry. Yeah. But there's like a whole pile of them. They're all from St. Louis, but they all live in Baltimore. Dude, like, he, he's always got something going on. Like he's got like he's got Scour. He's got Phil and the Illegals. He's got. I seen um, Scour at Death Fest last year. Yeah, nice. he, I mean, is he still is he still doing stuff with Superjoint? Like, or is that not who really Superjoint? Who Phil on the on the back burner? Yeah, uh, Crowbar. Uh, crow- not crowbar. Um, what's the uh, down down? Yeah, that's mixed them up too. That's doing something this year. He's yeah, he's dude. He's just like he's definitely a dude that's just like stayed busy. You know, like throughout the years. I guess it's just like he could I, like never stop making music. No. Yeah. No. He and and everything's good too. Like, yeah. yeah. Just, I haven't honestly followed too much of his of his like discography in the last ten years, but I remember liking that one super joint ritual yeah. record. Um, Scour's good. Like Scour. if if you dig like kind of black metal, uh-huh. like it's kind of like Black-ish. not quite black metal, but it's yeah. it's almost there. It's really yeah. good. I know. I think I know. I know two guys in that band. Chase. I don't know if he's still in the band, but there was a dude named Chase who played guitar. He used to be in uh, Decrepit Birth. Um, I don't oh yeah, yeah. I think he is he, still in it. He was in still, yeah. one of the Phil bands, and then Adams. So like, that's kind of that's kind of crazy. Like knowing two dudes like it, it's cool that like i know two dudes that like playing a band with him the fact that like he's like still in this scene you know what i yeah. mean like he's still like in the underground enough that like i i know two guys that like play, play with in Phil his band. Like, I, I just i always found it odd that he was in pantera like the first time you knew that he was into like underground stuff yeah there he is in pantera right? yeah dude and yeah you know he's into black metal and you're like he can't be, and he pulls out some weird, you know, black metal band. And you're like, yeah, son of a bitch, yeah. dude. There's all. I think it's cool when there's dudes like that. Like you have like, you know, you have like Trevor from the Black Dahlia Murder, who's like he's super aware of like what's going on in like the underground like death metal world. And then you have like Matt Heafy from Trivium. Like he's also same way. Like you know, that, I I always heard he's a dick. I don't. Dude, I never met him. Yeah, I've never met him. Um, and I was a Trivium fan when they first, and then they yeah. kind of strayed. But now he's doing something with the uh, doing a lot of streaming, doing a lot of Twitch he, stuff. Yeah, but playing he, Fortnite. He, he's doing a, a band now with uh, uh, the singer of Emperor, um, Isan. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. that. Yeah. Isan and Leprous, those bands are like. Dude, what what's the connection between the, those bands? Because I was watching an interview actually yesterday with Isan. Is his wife like a, a it, vocal producer or something? I think so. She's also married to the vocalist of Leprous, and Leprous used to be his backing band. What when he was doing his solo stuff? Yeah. Wait, no, no, no. I said I meant Isan's wife. She was she was married to the guy in Leprous. Oh no, sorry. It's his. Fuck. Because he was talking about he was talking about how his like the only person that like he like shows his music to as he's writing it is his wife because she's very familiar with like his sound and like he, vocals and, and then yeah. like, he was talking about lever- I don't know apparently she's it, like connected. somebody's married into like yeah make Isan and the vocalist like related I, I forget see. I forget what it is anyway yeah he he dude. his sister maybe I think yeah. he might be married to Isan's sister yeah he's but yeah you're right him and, him and Matt yeah. completely off of my. <laughs> Yeah, after Emperor, I kind of yeah. I, oh, his I, stu- his solo stuff's great. I like his, it. his yeah. solo stuff's very. His solo stuff is like, I mean, like I could definitely see how like if you were a fan of the older Emperor records, like you would not be a fan yeah. of the new Isan yeah. stuff. But like, I like there. I kind of like. There's a place for both of them with Absolutely. me. But like, I could his his like solo stuff does get like very like out there. Like, I mean, I actually just listened to like 
one of his records yesterday and like there's a straight up like a hair metal song yeah there, like <laughs> I, was, I was just about yeah. to say he's another one that has one song yeah on the album that is not like the rest yeah it's it's a hair metal dude it's a it's a literally it could be like it could be a motley Crue song oh jeez i because yeah. I, I know i got one of his albums i bought it a young ones used for like two bucks yeah. and uh the first song was straight up emperor and i was yeah. like yeah. yes yeah by the time i got to about deca yeah i'm going this is awful. So. Yeah, I um his his like the one record from him that I really like is called After, and that's probably because it reminds me a lot of the Emperor record Prometheus, which I know is not a favorite amongst like Emperor <laughs> true Emperor fans. See, I um, mine is the one in the middle, Equilibrium. Is, oh, you're not in the uh, night side. Is no, it the, no, no. Yeah. It's it comes to that, and then it goes to yeah. That's the one right in the middle gotcha. that I like. I love that album. I don't even know if I've listened to that record. Oh, I, I feel terrible, that but is yeah, so awesome. Yeah, they're a cool band though. That that's like that's an that's another band that like early on like they had they had something else. Like they were just like a little different than everyone else. Like like same thing with um, mid to late nineties. There you go. There's yeah. one that I, I didn't put in that pile there. Yeah, I mean like dude, like same thing with like Cynic though. Like they were kind of oh. doing like a very different thing. <laughs> you know, like back like I've back I've then. seen them on their first tour with Cannibal really? Corpse. Really? Damn. Cannibal Corpse, Sinister, and uh, uh, Cynic. Paul still had the super long hair yep. and everything. Yep. Yeah, I dude, I saw Cynic. I like got into Cynic through Traced in Air and then like kind of went back. Um, you know, but like I saw them on that Traced in Air cycle like five times and they were play- they were still playing a lot of stuff from yeah. Focus um, and like kind of like reimagined stuff from Focus too, like just like doing odd arrangements mm-hmm. and like adding extra stuff and I, th- I thought it was pretty cool to see actually. But, and back to where we were saying branching off of other bands. Yeah. Death Human, I heard of Cynic through them Yeah, and a couple months later here comes the Cynic Focus album and yeah. Boom! There you go. Yeah, they were they were fucking, they were like on some other trip like way way back then. Like even listening to Focus now, I'm just like, like I don't know. There's some bands nowadays that like I hear that like they're just taking direct cues from like from like Focus era cynic. You know what I mean? You guys are both into the the technical side of death metal, uh, the later Pestilence stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Tony Choi yep. and. I didn't yeah. know if you guys were into that or if that might have been too old for you. No, <clears throat> no, yeah, that stuff. I actually saw, or no, sorry, it wasn't Pestilence, it was Atheist. I actually yes, saw, I saw another one. I saw The Faceless with Atheist at the Sterling Hotel back in like 2009. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. That was a weird tour for them. It was them, it was Atheist, The Faceless, and The Agonist. Oh, Jesus. The, who, whose singer went on yeah. to become the singer yeah. of Arch Enemy. Um, but yeah, that was, that was like a really weird tour, but... But anyway, yeah, pestilence, atheists, like I never, I never got to see atheist. I was supposed to listen to this package. You guys might, bl- you are, you're gonna blow your mind. Cannibal Corpse on um, Butchered at Birth, uh, atheists on what was her second album? Unquestionable Presence. I dude, Gorguts sure. considered dead. Oh really? Deceased Luck of the Corpse. Oof. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Dude, Gorg- Gorguts, man, they like had a huge resurgence recently. Yeah. Like, did you get into any of that stuff that they released recently? Uh, yeah. A little bit. I mean, there was stuff that was really good. Like, I like Gorguts, old Gorguts. Do you like From Wisdom to Hate? Not really. No, that was my, that was my record from them. It, yeah. It's a little rough. Gotcha. Uh, um, their third album, I can't remember what the hell that one was called. Oh shit, that was the one that I kind of I kind of lost them, but yeah. then I came back and then I lost them again. Yeah. So. They were a weird band. They were kind of like, 
King King Crimsony death metal. I that's guess a, that's like, a Canadian kind of thing because I mean Voivod's very into. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of some uh, another one. Well, Tool's a huge King Crimson fan. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. they're I all mean, big Sacrifice. King Crimson fans. I honestly wonder if like those two bands putting their shit on on streaming services wasn't connected. Aren't they it, close it, friends? I thought well, Maynard sure was they, really I'm good sure friends with those guys. They have to be. I read some shit in Guitar World from Adam Jones about like his like favorite guitar moments ever and, and it's it was all king crimson all, shit. it was yeah. all either adrian blue or robert fripp from king crimson like the the top four of them were were, were king crimson so yeah but dude yeah that you're right about the the it's montreal dude yeah. like dude montreal is like one of the like most musical cities i've ever been to like well because we're good friends with like uh the beyond creation guys yeah and like we've played up there several times and anytime we play there there's always just like legends just like hanging out like dudes from Cryptopsy, uh, dudes, dudes from, uh, dudes from like Beneath the Massacre, dudes, uh, Luke LeMay was at like the last two shows we played in Montreal. Dude, just like, and then like, even if it's not your thing, you still have, then you have like Despised Icon and Mm -hmm. Ion Dissonance. Like, dude, like Montreal is just like, a hotbed for like yeah. just real real sick. progressive music i mean yeah real sick progressive music so yeah you're you're probably right about that though with like it, those canadian bands well that's when we were up at quebec death fest like just the fucking people that were hanging out at the shows we actually went up i wanted to see asfix i've never <laughs> asfix is one of my favorite bands like and i had to, and they don't tour so yeah. they just do festivals and so as soon as we seen they were on that it was yeah. like yeah fuck dude we're going to quebec dude and uh yeah. but we went up uh, we're friends with a band called I can't even fucking say it. it's French. Patent, patent, and they're a grindcore band, but they're like a very jazzy. Yeah, like they they did sax. Oh, really? Okay, on their sick. music way before. I'll, nice. I'll give you the CD if you want to check it out. Sick, I got yeah. it upstairs. But and we went up and hung out with them. But they were just so far ahead of what everybody else yeah. was doing. You know, in grindcore at the time, it was. Dude, yeah. I mean, there's some bands like that that are just like tapped into something like from the future. Like I, dude, like them or hate them, dude. Listening to like that, like. Meshuggah EP none like dude right. that shit in 1994 mm-hmm. it sounded like like what gent bands are releasing this year yeah. and that was in 94 mm-hmm. like just like there are just some bands that just like have it you know what I mean like they, they so, just they're ahead of the curve I'll remember like I remember listening to them in like the basement with you and Andy and Brody and it was just like we just found something we weren't supposed to find like this <laughs> completely just blew our minds yeah dude like I the first time I heard Meshuggah I just like thought it was dog shit like I, I did, I did not understand it. I was just like, "What the fuck is this garbage? It's just noise." I put it away for like two years, yeah. and then like I came back to it, and like now they're like definitely like one of my favorite bands. But yeah. like, yeah, I think it was like it was like one of the mid era Meshuggah albums. It was uh, it was Chaosphere, yeah. the first song on that record. It's called like Concatenation or something. It's literally just like. It's like noise, right? And like I'm like 15, and like the heaviest band I'd ever listened to was like Sepultura, and like I put on, you know, and Children of Bodom, and I put on, and I put on fucking Chaos Fear, and I just I'm like this is horseshit. But like now, I don't know. Now they're one of my favorites, obviously. I didn't. I seen them. They opened up. It was them. Pod opened up for System of a Down. Yes. Like oh my god. Biggs was at that show. Biggs was there. That's the first time I seen tits in a metal show. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Dude, I think that Biggs said. I think Biggs said the same thing. Actually, I think I just didn't get it. Like like I seen it. Like Pod, I fucking hated. Yeah. But I I seen Meshuggah and I just didn't get it. 
Yeah. Get it at first, catch. but no, that was me. I knocked my phone off. <laughs> I didn't get it at first. Yeah. It's but, weird, dude. There's but just, they're good. Like they're Dude, there's yeah. just some bands that you just like have to like give time. Like I mean, I feel like honestly, like going back to Dillinger, I feel like they're one of those bands that like I think if I like actually invested the time in it, I could probably I think you'd be really get into that band. Yeah. But like there's just some bands that you just like you just like need to like absorb give it give it time like yeah. gore guts was one of those bands for me like i heard them and i was like this is all just like out of tune what is this you know and like it's just like i guess it's the same thing as when you hear death metal for the first time yeah, you're just right, like what right. am i hearing you know you just kind of have to give it time i don't know it's like the first time you told me there was going to be a sax and where owls know my name you're like i don't think kids are going <laughs> to like this I, we were making like a kemper profile or something yeah like, do you, but do you know what that was actually i gotta I, tell you my review i was aware <laughs> of rivers but having having been away from the area so much, I wasn't around when you guys were were playing the area. Okay, a lot. yeah. So like, I got into where out when where Owls came out yeah. and went to see it. I fucking loved it. Like the That's sax sick. is what sold me yeah. on it. Like the first time I heard it, Dude. you know, it just the whole album's amazing. Like, I'll t- I'll tell you this: what happened on that record is exactly the opposite of what we thought would happen. We thought that people were going to hear that record and just be like. Fuck this band! This is stupid. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, what's gonna happen to us on our next one, dude. Probably <laughs> yeah, not right. though. Like, dude, I don't like, think so. dude, like you just it, it, like I literally thought that that record was just gonna it was just gonna tank. Like it was just gonna be like, well, I'm almost thirty. I guess I'll go. It's been a good go run. Join a union, <laughs> be in a union or something. I don't know. Like you know, like so. Like I, I just like, but yeah, dude. It's funny. It's funny how many dudes too that are like real death metal fans yeah. that like like the sax thing it's just like it's confusing to <laughs> no me. it's honestly to tell you what like like i've been listening to this shit now since i don't know 89 90 whatever yeah uh, ever it's different and that i i appreciate the different i'm not one of the kind of closed-minded dudes that we know that you know it's fucking you, you right. tow the fucking line and you just play the same song over and over with a different vocalist but it's it's different. I appreciate that, which because I, I kind of got into the whole technical death metal thing to really like. I jumped right into. It. I love it. Like yeah. there's so yeah, many see, good bands. I I I'm so over it now because there are too many. But I still like like you guys, um, Cynic for for yeah. example. Yeah. You know, you guys. On here, kicks ass. Yeah, right. Burial's you know. fucking great. Yeah, I mean, burial and here. Yeah. Uh, the other night I went to see uh, Death Angel and. Uh, um, Hell, Hellbent? No, not Hellbent. Uh, Hellfire opened up, mm-hmm. and it was so new wave of British heavy metal again. And it was so, what's the word I'm looking for? It, I almost felt cleansed because it yeah. was dual guitar harmony. Oh, Chris, yeah. so, dude, there's a whole ladle. Yeah. Shadow Kingdom is like, nothing but new wave of British they, heavy metal you know, stuff. It, to, to actually go to a show and there was and to hear that, somebody yeah. that wasn't just going, "Look how good I am!" Yeah, it was so great. Yeah. So that's just refreshing, dude. Like, I, I mean, like, I don't know, like, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this band, but like when I heard like power trip, yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. I was like, this is exactly what like metal needs right now. Like, yeah. dude, it's like, like I, Hey man, I come from a band that like we, we run, you know, we have samples, we use a laptop to change our patches and like it functions for what we do. But like at the same time, I recognize that like, you know, I don't think that this genre should go too far in that direction. I think yeah. every now and then, 
a band needs to come out that like hits the the genre over the head and is like, hey, remember what the fuck this shit all is like about from mm-hmm. day one? Like it's about like fucking loud ass amps and like just like being I, sick. Like I miss the days where we would just be loud with half stacks for no dude, reason. Dude, mm-hmm. like, I miss that shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, like I mean, touring nowadays like is like yeah, you, you know, can't it, do it, it's but... like it's like you know the the like new technology with Kempers and Axfex. It's like amazing. Like yeah. it's great. It's convenient, whatever. But like, dude, there's just like something about like having a fucking full stack, JCM eight hundred fifty one fifty. Just, just turn all the way up, and, dude. I mean, I, I mean, I used you and I, I, I both put a yeah, band like I, that. I mean, Brody and I were, I, we still are. We're like gearheads, so like we would just get together and play with amps, yeah, all night long, just chugging. Dude, you know what's like, you know what's funny? I remember the only, I remember when I had that three quarter stack. Yeah, the only band around here that had a taller guitar rig than us was divination yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every time we played with you guys i was like god damn it he's got the fucking well, full stack jay with yeah. jay when I, when, when, when I was in yep. when we did fatal yeah we would never leave the house without a full stack for each yeah. string oh, instrument Jesus. but then the drummer would always play a little five piece dude <laughs> I was like, what the I, fuck? dude i'm a, i'm a i'm all for full stacks even oh, in 2019 no. I, I know i know they <laughs> suck to carry but dude like we like when we did uh we did two tours in a row with revocation and like they were running full stacks. The fifty-one fifty-three uh, stealth or whatever. They were just running the fifty-one fifty-threes, and then Dan, uh, the other guy, uh, the other guitar player, he had a sixty-five oh five. But dude, just like full stack, it was sick. It was cool to see. They had two uh, Ampeg eight tens and two full stacks. Like I was like, yeah, this is this is sick. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. Power Trip is is a, is a sick band though. But Power Trip was like you were saying about Meshuggah, where you had to put it away for a little bit to come back to it. That's what I had to do at first. Like I, it took me about six months to get into there, it. I think it's cool that that there that that a band like that is is like in nowadays is like so big because like you I don't know like you have like Code Orange and stuff and like Knock Loose, which are like more hardcore kind of bands. But like I don't know, I feel like Power Trip is like right up there with with like both of those other bands. You know, as far as popularity right now. You don't want Yoohoo, dude? <laughs> yeah, I'll drink it. That does look like Yoohoo. In the meantime, it no, Brody's straight. like two behind. That's okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. We're hitting the, the go, go. Blue Ribbon Hard Coffee. It tastes yeah. like, we didn't even review the last one, though. Well, we'll get Expect no mercy. But yeah. anyway, back to what I was about to say about uh, the review of Al's. Or not. I ran into <laughs> what? Getting ready to talk about beer, you fucker. Well, but we're, this well, is the one we finished. Yeah. This is right, the one we're well, doing now. Well, hold on. What's, Let me do what, the review of that. No, fuck you. What's the one but, we finished? Anyway. Expect no mercy. And who's the brewery? Oliver. Oliver. I liked it. What What was the type of beer? What style? Uh, it's a, um, it's oh, a barrel-aged uh, Scottish ale. Yeah. Scottish style. Yeah. Yeah. All That's right. Well, then like I love it instantly. Like it. So, yeah. I thought it was I, really good. I dug it, yes. Yeah. And then now we're getting into Yoohoo. Yeah. Hard Yoohoo. I mean, the only other beer that we have left is... That would just knock us all out. So yeah, we we'll should just probably, yeah, we yeah, should we'll save that. I gotta go to Phoenixville after this. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Exactly. Jesus. <laughs> but Jake ran into me at a Brewers one night, right after Al's come out. That's where he, it works. Yeah. <laughs> and he says to me, oh, John, what'd you think? What'd you think? I went, that album is the metal version of the Lethal Weapon soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> and he, dude, that's hilarious. Because, he died dude, right during the spot. When we were recording that, this, there's a part in uh, the song The Silent Life where like the part where the sax comes yep. in. Literally, as when I was show, I was showing the guy that one of the dudes that recorded the record, I showed it to him the pre-production version that I had, and he was like, he was like, oh, he's like, oh, this is like the lethal weapon part. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've heard this from yep. like more than a few, people. and I loved it because lethal weapon's one of my favorite series. Yeah, so. yeah, it's def- I could definitely see where where it has it has that edge. That's funny about Jake, though. That is Jake would come up to somebody yeah, right. and be like, what do you think? <laughs> 
I love Jake. I yeah. know I've known Jake for holy shit, many I've known him oh god, since the early 90s. He was a little tight. Really? Yeah. You knew him that long? I've only known him since 2007. Yeah, he, uh, he used to come to before I was in um, Divination, like two bands before that, he'd come to my house and watch me play. Really? That's awesome. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Did you know that Jake used to play the saxophone? Really? And he had, well, I'm not going to say the next part, but yes, he did <laughs> used to play the saxophone. <laughs> he used to play the saxophone, and uh, there are there's photographic evidence uh, of that. He's like, it's like Jake, eight years old, just like holding like a baritone sax that's like as big as he is. <laughs> I played the trumpet. Really, I yeah. I played the saxophone uh, uh, briefly. I played drums, and I played the piano. I took piano lessons yeah. for four years, um, and then I got into uh, guitar because I was in the school band, and there was like it was the school jazz band, yeah. and the guy who played guitar played guitar for the jazz band. He in between like songs, he would always play like Metallica songs. I was like, that's sick. So that's another big contributor to why I started playing guitar. That, I feel like I need I, a big like Italian sandwich to go with this, <laughs> and a bag of chips. I, really, I do. I got into playing guitar because my mom hated me playing something that projected so loud. Yeah, which like hindsight being twenty twenty, now I'm like way louder and way more aggressive. <laughs> but she liked the fact that she could like unplug it, and then it just sounded like random metal yeah. string noises. That's why I, I wanted drums. To, I yeah. wanted to play drums. I wanted to be a drummer. My parents wouldn't let me get a kit, though. Yeah. I saw this. I remember my dad, when I was a kid, showing me this video of... Do you remember the band Iron Butterfly? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing a video of them playing this extended version of Inagata DeVita, where the drummer did this huge solo. Mm-hmm. And when I was, like, seven, I thought it was the sickest shit ever. And I, like, wanted a drum kit because of that. And my parents wouldn't get me that, so they got me a fucking three-quarter size classical guitar and i was like this sucks <laughs> like, i was like i have to hold things down like why doesn't it just work yeah like, right and here we are i'm still playing that stupid thing <laughs> I, I originally wanted to be a bass player really and uh oh so you didn't want to get laid at all right well, well you know and i still say this to anybody like uh my nephew and everything like that i'm like look teach them how to play bass and they're like why dude yes. no you will have a job you'll have work yeah. if you're a drummer or a bassist you'll always have mm-hmm. work straight yeah. up dude like those like even dude even in like the small corner of the world that like like my band exists in like bass players and drummers are always in demand like yeah. dude like well I'll, you went through half the fucking drummers dude, we, we've had four <laughs> drummers i mean drummers are like like if you're playing this kind of music, you got to have like a sick drummer on lock. But like a lot of bands nowadays, which I disagree with heavily, are just like backtracking bass because like they just can't find mm-hmm. enough. There's not enough bass players out there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, story Mike. of my life. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we've had one bass player, and yeah. it's like anytime somebody else shows up, it's a guitar player that like couldn't cut That's, it as a no, guitar player. I get it. It's yeah, just like the bass players and, of divination were that way. Yeah, and like we're at a point now where it's like. It really didn't work out with our last Dude. bass player, personally. Yeah. So it's like I'm not gonna settle for somebody no. just to have another musician in the band. No, you know? but but like if I don't know, I I feel like a lot, like some bands do that, oh, and then they like, and then they, like somehow something happens where like they're just like totally like against the idea of having a real bass player. No, I if want they a could, bass player. Like if they could find a sick bass player, they would rather just have a, a laptop. Like I don't I don't know. I don't think that's cool. I think having dudes on stage is sick. Yeah. I think having air moving on stage is sick. Um, like, I don't know. I've, we've definitely m- won't m- mention any names, but we've toured with several bands recently that have bass players on stage that aren't even playing that bass. Oh like, dude, God. it's what? like, that's a new confusing level. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, you're not, you're backtracking, so you don't need a bass player, but you have a bass player on stage just to like, just for looks, jump around like a maniac, like whatever, oh, whatever. I guess. 
I don't know. I think the tech death thing has brought the bass player to the front. I mean, oh yeah, these fucking dudes are playing eight string fretless basses and just like the the tone progression that's happened in the bass world, like the dark class, a lot better. That's yeah, like before it was like boss pedals and like shitty. Sans amp was like the best thing that there was, but like dark class pretty much cornered that entire world. I mean, and you know, and now it's a staple in like metal production. It has to be there. So. Yeah, I mean they make plugins for it. I mean that yeah. neural, that neural DSP shit. That's the the dark class stuff. And Biggs uses dark class. Pretty much everyone I know uses dark class, except for Nick Bass. He still uses yeah. Sans Ant. The neural stuff is sick. Yeah, what's that? Explain that so. for us, non. So um, basically, it's like a it's a plugin. It's a digital amp when you're in your DAW, and um, like they got a whole bunch of like Pliny has like a signature tone and like. Tosin Abasi and uh, Mike Fortin, the guy that makes like the Meshuga amps, has like his own version, and it's it sounds like a real amp. Like it's it's like. Do you remember? Do you remember like uh, like what was it called? Uh, like like Raka would sometimes throw it on like G- like Waves GTR. Yep. Like yeah. get, it's like that, but really sick. Like okay. like on steroids. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like the best amps you've ever had in a studio. Just. Dude, you're able to click it click, and turn click, it click, on. Yeah. Being being That's... a kid these days, like, dude, like, even like when we started, like, we had like pods, yeah, which sound like shit, garbage. Yeah. And like, dude, like kids nowadays, there's like no reason that like kids can't make absolutely sick like music in their bedroom and have it sound awesome. Absolutely. And they are. You, there's you both use Kempers, don't you? Yeah, I use yeah. an Axfx. Use an okay. Axfx. Yeah, I, I would I've, love to have a Kemper. But I've just... seen those things in action, and you can you can say oh, I want. Exodus 88, and I won, yep. you know, this band of this and the clean of this. And dude, yeah. I mean, just basically punch it up, and there you go. I it's... use, dude, I use like <sighs> five different amps live. I use like an, a Mesa Rectifier, a JCM 800, a Fender Bandmaster. Uh, I don't remember what the other two are, but like, that's the point. Like, dude, you can just like mix yeah. and match so much shit. And it's like, back in the day, you couldn't. You, you yeah. definitely could not do that. So, like, I don't know. I think no, back in the day, you couldn't use yeah. this head to this cabinet sometimes. Dude, yeah. I mean, I remember when, like, in like 06, 07, when I first started playing shows, I mean, I remember that was, dude still had like big racks back then, yeah. like big equipment racks. Like, dude, like nowadays. <laughs> Fatal still has Dude, I mean, I remember this band. You you might remember this band, and I don't know. They might still be a band, but Von Cull. Yeah, yeah. They're not oh a band anymore, God, yeah. but... Dude, we used to play with them all the time, and I remember their guitar yeah. player had, like, three refrigerators mm-hmm. of stuff. And, like, dude, nowadays, like, you just... A pedal board that was, like, this dude, big by this a guitar big and, and a guitar boat, like, yeah. that was, like, bigger than, like, this room. <laughs> DeLong wasn't in there, was he? No, 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 no. Um, no, that was Misery Void. All right. Yeah. Von yeah. Cole. Metal for your skull. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Right. Yep. <laughs> I'm still friends with their guitarist. He's in a band now called uh shit, I can't remember it off the top of my head. I'll remember it like when we're done. But it's Von Cole and uh Malicious Intent from yeah. Jersey mixed together. Dude, if you see that dude, he probably won't even remember. But Dissian played our first show ever with Von Cole and Job for a Cowboy at uh, the Crocodile Rock. All right. That was like back in 07, I think. And I remember we had to use Von Cole's kit, and drum kit, and it was it had triggers on everything. Oh, oh that big giant yeah. uh, and, flame one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, was, uh, and, yes, you know exactly remember, what I'm I can't talking remember about. his name. Al. Al was the drummer. Dude, and our drummer had never played – I mean, he had – barely played drums really but like he had never played a drum kit that had triggers on it yeah and like dude he just like 
popcorn through the PA system. Just like <laughs> it sounded like the Fourth of July. Like it was it was hilarious. But dude, yeah, I, I remember that band from the, way back then. The first time I used triggers, this is, is cracky up. Uh, we were opening for Cannibal, Macabre, and Hate Eternal. Oh, sick! And uh, I believe you two were both there at that show. Probably were. Probably. Yeah. But uh, Derek Derek Rudy comes up to me and uh, he's like, "Oh, you're using sonar." I said, "Yeah." And yeah, I go, "I just." can't get a good bass drum sound tonight and he goes hey put my triggers on his drum what yeah i just went uh okay dude dude, derek is like he's like i remember like er, er, he's like one of those early internet dudes like dude i just remember seeing videos of him and this is back before like all the editing happened you know it was just like throw a camera in a room and play dude that guy's a fucking animal him and george coleus from nile dude like Mm -hmm. those two dudes are still like the guys that like i will always and and john longstreth from origin like those three dudes are like he he no he just i i I love him but he just just i hate him yeah dude he's he's i've seen him at shows where he's playing and he's just changing the dial on his trigger he's not even sweating just i'm like he he kind of like invent i don't know if he invented it but he was like one of the big dudes who like pushed that whole double strokes thing and like i i've like i don't know like i've seen a lot of dudes like try to do it you know uh but dude he's just he's got it he's got it dude our drummer jared also does it he's got it down pretty good as well like that that technique though like it's definitely like it's a very divisive technique because you have dudes that are like you know you know, is it cheating? Is it not? You know, but like, dude, if John no. Long, if John Longstreth, man, it saves your knees. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, you know right. what? Now that I'm older, there's no such thing as cheating. As long as no, it's how as, you just get the product out mm-hmm. and do it. As long as you're not, you know, going. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's going. Yeah. yeah. That's cheating. <laughs> if you're sitting back there, you know, if you figured out a way to make that that bounce six times, right? Hey, guess what? Yeah. So. But like, I'm glad that we grew up still with amps because yeah. that's like taught me so much about yeah. just making stuff sound good no matter what and like problem solving mm-hmm. everything in life. Dude, there's kids that are like playing in bands right now that have never plugged into a real amp. Yeah. You realize that? Yeah. yeah. They've crazy. only ever played processors or the plugins. They yeah. literally like, like they if if you gave them a 5150, they would be like, "What the fuck is? This? What do I do it? <laughs> I turned it on, but what's this other switch I have to turn on? Yeah. I, like." Standby switch. What do you mean? I have to put something in front of it? Yeah, yeah. dude. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, man. That's it's it's kind of crazy. Inter- yeah. Interesting story for you, for you since you were out of out of the area at the time. I would play shows with these guys, and being a drummer, their drummer Ron that they had when they first started, um, I called him Ape Arms. I forget what it because he would just fucking Chris. Swing. Yeah, he would swing for yeah. the fucking fences. And then here comes me. They they all had these little five piece drum sets, <laughs> and here comes me with this ginormous rack. <laughs> And I'm like, fuck, these guys make it look so... And I, they would say to me, why do you need all that drums? So I can hide. Ocker <laughs> played a three-piece. Yeah, so I could hide. And I, I didn't... I, oh. Dude, that's like Aaron from uh, the drummer from uh, The Faceless. He plays with a kick drum, a snare drum, and one tom. Yeah, that's what Ocker did. He had a floor tom. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, so, he's a floor tom. That's yeah. what he has. Of all, of all the drummers you had, I got I to gotta admit there was one that I... I wanted to strangle him. And uh, <laughs> we played together up at uh, Champions up in uh, Lemoyne. Uh, it was during the Monarch time. 
That would have been that would have been Dylan then. Yeah. The red uh, pearl. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was Dylan. Dylan. No, was, no, yeah. no cases. No. no. Oh, he just drove. Yeah, he. Me. It, it dude, just seemed like he didn't understand where he was. Yeah, dude, And I wanted to kill him so badly. Dylan. Dylan's from uh, Greencastle, uh, Pennsylvania. So he's he's a good old boy. So I don't think he ever really gave too many shits about that kind of thing. Yeah, I. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're gonna be on tour for the next six weeks. You you need to cover that. Oh, he drove me insane. Yep. Before you get too much further in this, yeah. I want to play one more song and then we'll wrap it up after that. But this is "Grind of the Dead." This is "No Lives Matter." The song is somewhat damaged. It's a Nine Inch Nails cover. Check this out.
All right, so that was Grind of the Dead, No Lives Matter. The song was somewhat damaged. Uh, big fan of these dudes. Uh, so I guess we're coming into the wrap-up on this. We got to. We'll be here for another six hours. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll start off by saying to Brody, thank you so much for coming in. Yep. Uh, thank we, you for really having me. really appreciate You can come anytime you want. And Hell, yeah. Just, you're more than welcome anytime. For sure, man. Thanks for uh, having me. Thanks for Mike coming down or coming again. up from Philly again. It's He's our fourth member. I mean, <laughs> yeah permanent so uh even though brody's sitting in your seat i know Damn. i'm in wands yeah dethroned so what else do you want to cover do you want to talk what trivia yeah um third thursday of the month nitro uh trivia. third thursdays yep it's been good so far um what do we got this this time coming up we got like kiss tickets kiss uh, tickets i don't remember. He said corn, but then we didn't. They kind of backed away. But we yeah. got Crowbot Anthrophobia, oh. Iron Maidens, uh, uh, British Lion, and British Lion. Yeah. Random question: so, When are the shows going to start happening there? What uh, metal shows? Yeah, we, uh, uh, they have shows Monday through Monday through Thursday there. Okay. Now. Well, they're. I think last they're time more I, last time I talked to Adam, I meant like yeah. yeah. Last time I talked to Adam, it's they're not in a rush to get the the, the upstairs up, yeah. yeah, because well the venue upstairs because it's just you know more money. Yeah, they got to do a sound system and but, stage. And, yeah, fair point. Fair. Point. I got I got to say though, Adam has treated us That's very all, well. Adam's a good dude. I'm yeah. yeah, dude, and he's all about it. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I I think that their their staff for everything. I mean, they go above and beyond <laughs> when we show up. Yeah, we go yeah. in there like all this all the the service staff are wearing like black crown initiate shirts That's and awesome. where is this place and, again? Uh, it's Nitro. It's right across from the West Reading Diner. It used to be that like vacuum shop. Oh, oh no, vacuum. No yeah. shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, all right. it, they're just—it's a great place. I love it to death. And uh, yeah, yeah, Thursdays, yeah, th the third Thursday of the month. Third Thursday, yeah, yeah I, dude. I, I live two minutes from there. So. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll shoot you a message the next time. Man. Okay, yeah, let me know. Yeah, come on up. It's pretty awesome. It's—it's it's a pretty. We're getting more and more people, and this yeah. will be our third one. And, and and you don't need a PhD again. That was my <laughs> fault the first time. Yeah, I'll I'll try to drag Caroline out. She always like. I th she's not like. She's not into metal really so like i was like trying to bring her out to like you know things you know that are like metal centric so she can like have a laugh at like what a dork i am <laughs> my wife oh my, dug it. my wife's not a big metal person either and she yeah. dug it so i mean <laughs> cool your, your girlfriend would probably just laugh her ass off at me because i am just a walking encyclopedia of yeah. metal. dude i am too though man like i mean i mean just music generally like i'll say shit about like oh did you know that like uh you know, Led Zeppelin like released this through this, and then the this member, and, and she's like, "How the fuck do you even know the band members' names?" Like, I'm like, "What do you mean?" Just and like, I don't know. I guess it's like not a super common thing for like yeah. your average music listener to know like details about band members and their yeah. lives and stuff. Like, I'm a huge. We're all huge dorks for that. I know. Yeah, you know? absolutely. But anyway, but uh, and also right round records. Oh, yeah. Them. Yes, we got to thank right round records. They've been supplying prizes, and they've got a hell of a selection of. Uh, it's not a big place, but they've got a lot of a lot of shit that you wouldn't expect to see in a small record place. I was, and and prices cool. are prices are beautiful. And where is it? Uh, Kutztown Road, right across in the car wash area in Temple. Oh, it's in Temple. Okay, yeah. yeah I'm I'm always like looking for new record stores. So yeah, the, it's this big. Okay, and like I said, the prices are un. Dude, un, I, un, I picked uh, up the cattle decapitation box set on vinyl for sixty bucks. Oh shit! And that thing's going for like three hundred yeah. now on discogs. It's just shitty as sitting around. So, yeah, yeah I'm always That's looking for new spots. It's the last time, well, 
one of the last times me and Mike hung out, we went to Young Ones, so yeah. I'm always nice. record store hunting. And Young Ones is awesome too, but uh, we got to say, Right Round's better though. Right Round, yeah. They they've been they they've been given prizes and you know that's awesome. They're, they're working hard and to that, get more of that metal. That guy's been around there. for yeah. many a years. He's a good guy. I'll swing through. I haven't been there, so I'll definitely. I think his hours there. are weird. It's like Thursday through Sunday or Thursday through Saturday. Cool. Yeah, like twelve to five or something like yeah. that. But he's usually gone by four thirty. Yeah, he so. says five, but he leaves at four thirty. So. Cool. But, uh, other than that, uh, I want to give another big shout out to Marinda at Badish Group for sending the uh, the Crabby's ginger beer. Really enjoyed that. Yep. Um, special thanks to our sponsor, Creative Vibes Tattoo in West Reading, Pennsylvania. Go, you know, go check them out. Got a tattoo. Have Just fun. Got a new one. Yes. So nice. So anyway, thanks for hanging Death out with Reds. us. And well, good- real quick, what do you got coming up? Uh, we are going to Europe in January and February with I Art is Murder, uh, Carnifex, Fit for an Autopsy, and I Am. Oh, and Jesus then, Christ. And then we're awesome. going to be writing okay. be writing a record. So, Mike, what do you got going on besides drinking a lot of beer? Uh, we And uh, I didn't say it through the whole entire show. Yeah, what is Andrea doing? We uh, just almost finished up uh, the next record. Um, Brody will be performing on it at some nice. point. Nice, nice, and, yeah. then, uh, and we will play it on here. Yeah, and then um, we only have two shows so far for the next year, but we're trying to get the album out and start playing that new stuff. So yeah, where are you guys playing at? We're going to be playing January 11th at JB Love Drafts in Harrisburg. That'll be another Still one. Still haven't been there. You need to great. come, and uh, yeah. it's going to be another like free one of our free metal local events, and then uh, the. 29th of February, we're doing Parks and Rec for Frank. At okay, nice. Healing Club. Just, I didn't. I didn't see the lineup, but just seeing that was announced when it was coming. Yeah, I, I don't know the full lineup, but yeah. I kind of. We were out to lunch one day, and he's like, "Who can I put on there?" And I said, "You guys." <laughs> nice. When, yeah, whenever he says a local it. band, and yeah. you guys ain't local anymore. We're local. Though. You're local, but you're <laughs> never <laughs> home. Yeah. But just whenever, me and Jake now, though. That's yeah, it. We're the yeah. only ones that live here anymore. But uh, oh, whenever really? whenever Frank says uh, any local bands, and I always go in. So. Sometimes sure. I do call it Andrew. Andrea. I hope you say it a little bit nicer than that. Frank laughs at it. Andrea. <laughs> Frank knows where I'm going with it. Yeah. I do love these guys a lot. I do bust their balls about their name, but it's it's all a good a good. No, you know, Buzz, you just can't fucking say it. <laughs> that's everyone that's ever said our band name. Yeah, I've never heard true. two people call our band the same, say it the same way. You got it right, though, when you said it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. People ever, can't say that? Nope. Nahil. Nahil. Nil, Nile, dude, it's just Nile. Yeah, wow, yeah. I've been so, around so long, I just call you guys Rivers. Yeah, well, that's that's a true, that's yeah. a, the true OG. But yeah, so we're in the same club. People can't say our band names. Yeah. <laughs> we used to be, we used to be called Devon Nation and uh, Devon Nation. It's like, well, before Devon uh, Towns a Nation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's not get too far into before that. Before Entombed and Unleashed were around, there was a band called Nihilist, and they were yep. spelled like that. Yeah. Yep. Nice. So that's. No reason I know how to do it. Gotcha. (laughs) All right. Metal nerdiness. All right. Let's wrap it up. All right. We'll see you guys. Later. Later.